Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George is well known for having taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. He's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. He was the in-house counsel for Goldman and DiLorenzo in New York City, and he built a major law firm with hundreds of real estate lawyers. He's been executive vice president in the Trump Organization, where he served as Donald's right-hand man for several decades. I meet regularly with George Ross and ask his advice on matters related to our business. On today's show, we're talking about one of our recent acquisitions and the mineral rights which are separated from the title to the land. Listen to my conversation with George Ross. Well, George, this next one is actually coming from our business. Uh, You're a little bit familiar with our gigantic land deal in Colorado Springs. Yeah. And when we purchased the land, we purchased it without the mineral rights, and we knew that. Now, there's no real substantive minerals on the property of any value. There were a couple of rock quarries. Not the right rock quarry. Forget the rock quarry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't want a situation where someone who owns the mineral rights all of a sudden puts up their hand and says, oh, no, you can't move that dirt. That's my rock or something like that. Gonna have, forget it. That's not going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen. The, 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 the whole concept of mineral rights is very interesting, and it dates back to a long period of time. At some point in time, and it don't always, but when we're going back hundreds of years or what have you, the, some governmental agency had control of that property, had some interest in the property. And they had to give up that right or sell that right or convey it. And somebody got, and they automatically, they always said, subject to our retained mineral rights. And that passed now from t- title to title to title to title. Not that there were any mineral rights, but this was a standard proposal. Assuming they, they they didn't want to give up the mineral rights at that time, you were talking about mineral rights. Is was there gold on it or silver or some valuable member, not rock? Yeah. All right. Now, so and it, and it perpetuated itself, and it just it shows up on the property over and over and over again, and you're never going to get rid of it unless you get hold of everybody that has the mineral rights and you go to buy it back, which is ridiculous. It's not worth anything. Nobody's going to come in and tear up your land to get the rocks. All right. Now, if somebody comes in and says, hey, there's oil there, that's a different story. But there's no oil in, in, in Colorado. The uh, And the same thing, you're not going to have gold or anything. It's it's an, it's a, a technical objection and a technical problem, but not really a, a, anyone you should be substantiated with. And you have a big advantage. The longer that this goes on, the better your claim for adverse possession and that you have been injured by the fact that they did nothing over a substantial period of years. You got a good claim. You know what? You know what they say about let sleeping dogs lie? That's what you should do. Okay, fair enough. And I'm presuming... No, no, I'll give you an example. Sure. This, that I was, was handling a, 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 a per, actually purchasing... A piece, a piece of property in New York City. And the question was, if the owner filled it in or paved the roads, he had good title. 
All right. Now, if the owner didn't pay the title, the title is still retained in the Duke of York. All right. So now when it, when it came up on the question of title, they claimed subject to the rights of the, of the King of England and the Duke of York, because it couldn't prove when the property was filled in. Who filled it in? In the 1700s. But it showed up on a title over and over again until finally got a title company and said, look, it's, it's, you got high rise buildings on it. Let's not, nothing is indicated. Then somebody filled it in. You can't prove it wasn't filled in. It was filled in. And it's just a technical objection. And I got the title company to waive it as a technical objection. You have a similar situation where you go in mineral rights. Ignore it. Go ahead and build your property. Okay. And if we were to engage a third party to, let's say, reopen a rock quarry on the property, we we can ignore the mineral rights and not worry about it? Not this thing. We'll open it. Take, take it. It's your, your land. Okay. Your land. You just want to get the right to do anything you do with the land. Just ignore the question that somebody or some entity along the chain of title has the right, or, or it seems to be that what mineral rights. It was a standard procedure. All right. To exclude mineral rights, it doesn't mean that there were any mineral rights ever or that they were valuable. It was just a standard procedure to say because they didn't want to say they sold property with the, they sold the mineral rights in case somebody shows up with the, with gold or silver or oil and the government can say, wait a minute, now, now these mineral rights are valuable. Rock is not, is not an answer. Right. Now, in this particular instance, the mineral rights are owned by a patchwork of different owners, and it's a everybody can go through a chain of title. Yeah. And this, and the title doesn't doesn't match. It, it probably came in different different tracts, different times, in different situations. You could have uh, estates involved. It's a it, it's you've got a long history of who owned the land at what period of time, and very often the land doesn't match. Yeah. So you have one piece of property which was part of a larger piece of property which was part, and uh, it's it's a it's a patchwork of uh, of uh, ownership, and almost impossible to put together. But it's, the fact that it's impossible to put together is they nobody else could put it together either. So it's a technical it's a problem you'd like to solve, but you can't really solve it. Okay, that makes sense. Without adding money and, and, and a lot of time and effort. For virtually no real gain. The mineral rights, people say, oh, oh, I got mineral rights. They're going to say, hey, I got a basis of getting money. Mineral rights aren't worth, the, the reservation of mineral rights is worth nothing. Okay, fantastic. I love my conversations with George. He brings such clarity. As an expert in the law, he knows when to apply the law and he knows when to get practical. And it's a rare combination to understand the practical, the business, and the legal all together. At 94 years of age, one of the wisest men I know, and I absolutely cherish every single conversation with this gentleman. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.